This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host tonight, David, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Scott and Eric Walling against Benchwarmer Eric Eid and returning player, Triviality's own Neil Fisher. Welcome back to the bench, Neil. Why don't you take a minute to remind us about yourself, what teams you root for, anything like you sh- you'd like to share or promote, whatever you got. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, congratulations, by the way, the first time I've spoken to you since you've been an honorary uh, bench warmer or a new bench warmer. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, and I also, I feel honored um, as well that like Dan, you showed up behind me at a volleyball game to introduce yourself. So uh, I'm just happy, that, happy you did that. And I recognized you in your mask. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me here. Um, as you said, I'm one of the hosts of Triviality, um, f- friend of the show. Um, I root for the Collingwood Magpies in the Australian Football League. Um, I also appreciate all the guys, you know, uh, listening to my blackmail letter to uh, start a footy group for bench warmers. So if you're listening to this and you're a listener of uh, of the bench warmers, uh, we really encourage you to come hang out with us this new season. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun last season. Dan's uh, Melbourne Demons won the championship for the first time in 40, 50 years. So um, it's pretty exciting. So come join us there. And I'm also a huge uh, Chicago Bears fan. We just got a new GM today. Part of me thinks that George McCaskey hired him because he didn't have to remember a new name. So it's just another Ryan, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, and then lastly, yeah, just to promote, uh, I have a book coming out. Uh, it's about Patrick Swayze. It's called Being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. It's going to come out uh, April 26th. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just sort of a love letter to him, a comedic love letter with uh, games, trivia, um, a bunch of uh, fun little things in there. And uh, just for the listeners too, if you guys would like to pre-order it, I'd really appreciate it. Um, I'll give you guys a link. If you go to uh, triviality.com slash Swayze, um, you can get 30% off from the public March 1st. But yeah, I'd really appreciate uh, any support. If anyone wants to order it for a friend, an enemy, whoever, um, that'd be awesome. But uh, always happy to be here. Really excited to play today uh, and happy to uh, partner with my Magpies brethren, uh, Ede. Yeah, Ede, in fact, has already promised to make this the first book that he will read since Harry Potter is what I heard. Oh, no, actually, this would be the I've I've never read a Harry Potter book, nor will oh. I ever. Oh, um, it'd be the first book I have read since second grade. I believe it was called Arthur's Eyes. It was about that, oh, like that weird animal that he had to get glasses. No, nobody. I requested it be in large print for you, so it should be available. I do need that. Are you talking about Arthur that they made the PB that the PBS show? Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. That's an the last book I read. Oh, wow. I don't I've never seen him eat an ant. <laughs> yeah okay he's been uh yes for sure all right eric so why don't you uh you've already broken the ice here but why don't you tell us a little about what's going on and and how about your and neil's team name tonight um i'll let neil give the team name but anyway oh, uh I, okay. I have i have one question i guess i can you know serve it up to all of you guys what's the best excuse when calling into work i have to call in and i just need an excuse i'm not sure i'm i'm, I'm always hesitant to use my children you know you'll be like oh they're sick and then next thing you know they're sick and uh i don't want that um so i'm just i don't know i think you know the diarrhea if you call in with the diarrhea no one questions it it's just it's oh i'm sorry and then the phone call is over nobody wants to get in the semantics of it it's just that's that's it wait so the goal wait the goal is to call into work and to get out of going to work is this what you're saying 
Well, that's what happens. That's what it means, David. Oh, I know, but I'm trying. There is a standard Lux question. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to make sure that I understand your motives. So, okay, so, so. Yes. I have other things I need to do tomorrow, (laughs) and work is not one of them. You take a pitcher of ice water, and as you're straining on the phone, you pour it into the toilet really fast. (laughs) I'm not. I I don't need to win an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) No one will question you if they could hear that in the background. I think Wally wants to start a new business where you you have him call your work and do this for you. A little performance. I'm a, I'm a sick day Foley artist. Yeah, there you, you know go. What? <laughs> that, that's a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> All right. I think I need to. I think I need to try to move us along. Uh, Neil, why don't you uh, share your team name? Uh, yeah. So as I said, uh, Ed is a fan of the Magpies, like myself, uh, and Aussie Rules. And uh, we got a brand new draft pick uh, that we're saying is going to be the savior of the franchise. Uh, and his name is Nick Dicos. So uh, we're going to be Dirty Dicos uh, to commemorate uh, the Swayze book and uh, a little bit of our new draft pick. So Dirty Dicos. All right. Perfect. Okay. Eric Walling. Scott, who wants to go first? I'll go first since uh, he can give our team name. Um, I, I'm good. I, I don't have really too much going on. Um, whenever i have to call out of work i i usually go back to see which ones i haven't used already but i know you got a new job so you're probably like a clean slate as far as excuses go um i like usually i get down into the the depths of like hey my refrigerator is flooded and i have to like stay here and fix it um and if only the people i work with knew that i have no like handy skills whatsoever so me fixing a refrigerator is the most far-fetched excuse of all time but um i'm good i'm excited to play david games are always fun for me i always enjoy them one way or another um congratulations on already hosting more times than walling has uh since being a bench warmer so appreciate that and um yeah with that i'll throw it over to him are we, are we taking shots at teammates yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i'm mad at him from the missing link from the other day oh, oh, oh just just wait for sundays <laughs> oh no all right eric walling please well, I'm over here writing a business case for my new Foley artist um, <laughs> idea. <laughs> Try to get a, some Series 1 or Series A or whatever funding. Uh, <clears throat> COVID has officially taken over my house. No one is allowed to leave. Um, f- I think we're just going to bomb the whole place and start over. Um, yeah, it's it's no one has symptoms except for me, of course. But um, I think we're all we're all making it. Um, of course, it just means that I have to keep my three-year-old at home, which means that every time I have a video call, he runs in here with his shirt off, throws something at me and runs in, runs away. So um, it's really, really keeping it interesting around here. Um, but yeah, so Scott and I decided, um, with all these coaching vacancies that are open, uh, we have one candidate that we would like to see, um, specifically for a team that like, um, like our friends follow that need the kind of authoritarian rule that this guy can bring shutting down dummy O's and oop oops So we, our team name today is going to be Bud Kilmer for Vikings head coach. We really endorse him. As well. You should Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach against dirty Dicus. All right. Sounds good. All right, let's get this going. Um, first we'll kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. 
Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. So we'll be starting off with the coin flip question just to warm up the teams. And since Neil is our guest, we will give it to the Dirty Diecast team. So which boxing classic was nominated for more Academy Awards, Raging Bull or Rocky? I, d- I defer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You don't like boxing stuff, right? I mean, I don't. I've, I've only seen Rocky four. Oh, <laughs> which, which has a brand new director's cut, by the way. Why? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they, he took out the robot. So if you were a fan of the robot. What? Oh, yeah. man. So we're looking for which movie had more Academy Award nominations? Academy Award nominations. Okay. I actually just rewatched the first Rocky uh, on Saturday, uh, funnily enough. And um, I want to say that one is between 9 and 11. And uh, Raging Bulls probably like 6 to, you know, six or 7. I'm going to say Rocky has more. Is that your check-in answer? I'm going to check in with Rocky. Perfect. Well, Rocky was nominated for 10 awards and Raging Bull was nominated for eight awards. So coin flip successful, well called. Um, and just for some details, Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burgess Meredith, Burt Young were all nominated for acting awards. And Raging Bull, while it was nominated for eight awards, it won two. Um, uh, and so it was nominated for, let's see, Best Picture and Joe Pesci was nominated plus Robert De Niro won. So I was going to throw this in as a three-way coin and ask, and ask also for about Million Dollar Baby, but I decided to keep it simple. So at the end of our coin flip, heading into the first quarter, we have a score of Dirty Diecast with 10 points and Bud Kilmer with zero. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre- and post-game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Question one in pre- and post-game. The only undrafted player to be named AP NFL Defensive Player of the Year and Buffalo Bills defensive tackle, who was a third-round pick out of Stanford in 2018. All right, we are checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach has checked in. Dirty Dykus, talk it out. The Buffalo Bills, Harrison Phillips. Um, Sounds familiar. Undrafted player to win defensive player of the year. Uh, well, I'm guessing it's going to – well, it has to start with uh, – or end with Harrison, excuse me. Um, yeah. So it's um oh 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 what's his name from the Steelers? Why am I oh um uh, I think I know oh man I actually know one um uh, <laughs> J- James Harrison James right it's James 
the guy from the Steelers. He won the Super yeah. Bowls with the Steelers, right? Yeah, yeah. I got Rodney Harrison in my head, and I don't know why. Um, he was on defense, right? <laughs> Hopefully, I just didn't. Yes, make, yeah, it up. no. Okay, he was a, okay, good. He was a monster. Um, he had that huge interception or fumble, or whatever, against the Cardinals. So, yeah, let's go, with James Harrison. All right, so we'll check in with James Harrison Phillips. Okay, and Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. What did you guys have? Yeah, I got Harrison Phillips right away. So then it was just trying to figure out which defensive Harrison was undrafted that won the award. Initially, I thought maybe Rodney. Then Walling typed over James, and that made more sense because I'm pretty sure I remember him being undrafted. So we also checked in with James Harrison Phillips. Both teams will be receiving points. Uh, I didn't. I, I had known that Harrison Phillips' nickname was Horrible Harry. Uh, I assume everybody knew that on on this podcast, but I didn't realize it was it, it goes back to him liking some particular children's book i don't know maybe Ed can enlighten us since i know you're an expert on children's books <laughs> and buffalo bills players and buffalo bills players why did you had to like them? that wasn't that wasn't that's not a requirement all right so both teams getting points we go on to question two this former wildcat was the first to come off the bench to score at least 20 points and reach five assists in an nba finals game since michael cooper and is the only person who's been inducted into the wwe hall of fame wcw hall of fame the Hardcore Hall of Fame, and the NWA Hall of Fame. We're going to check in. All right, Dirty Dicus has checked in. Uh, Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. Talk it out. Starting to wonder if the first part is Andre Iguodala or not. But that makes sense to me because he won the finals MVP coming off the bench. So I'm pretty sure he had a stat line like that, and he went to Arizona. So the only name that's popping into my head for the second half is Rick Flair. Yeah, me too. Because he's in every Hall of Fame. Yeah, because he's in all of them. Um, So if we were thinking that and it's Rick or Ick. Right. I can't think of any. Like, if it's since Michael Cooper, it gives us a time range of basically the 90s to now. So thinking of finals teams and guys that went to Arizona, there aren't too many. Well, there's Kentucky, too. That work. Yeah, that's true. Lenova jerk. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch more also, but there's Kansas State. If we're getting oh, you think it's Michael ones. Beasley? Just, yeah. Michael <laughs> <Bishop>. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Oh man, um, my favorite Wildcat, of course, Sandra Bullock and Speed. Tell Wildcat behind the wheel. Great reference. Um, the guys I'm thinking of that score off the bench, none of them went to a school that's Wildcat. Jason Terry. Oh, oh, Terry Funk. Yeah, that's got to be it. Good call. Okay. Wait for the Mavericks okay. to actually help us. <laughs> Do it. I was like, okay, let's check in with Jason Terry Funk. Dirty Dicus, what did you guys have? Yeah, you know, I didn't know if this was a game theory thing that uh, David threw in here, but uh, Terry Funk was in Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. He played a bouncer that uh, Swayze said there's always Barber College when he fired him. And uh, I said, I think he's in all those Hall of Fame. So we went. Uh, Jason Terry Funk. Both teams are receiving points. And yeah, no official comment is whether there was a Patrick Swayze tie-in or not. <laughs> but uh, I, I wrote this question and then I was thinking this would be too easy for Walling and Scott because Scott's our resident pro wrestling expert. I, I don't like Terry Funk though. That's, oh, really? Uh, oh my, my God. That guy was, nah. that guy was, in, that guy was incredible for what he could, uh, he showed Mick Foley the way in my mind, but anyway, and, and Walling with his sort of, I, I know the Mavericks championship team inside and out. I was just, I was just waiting. So Yeah. Didn't even get back there. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Well, okay, wait a minute. Jason Terry. Wait a minute. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> <I'll quit. laughs> awesome. Well done. All right. On to question three of pre and post game. 
the only one of five pitchers to pitch no hitters in both the American and National League who is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame, at least not in Cooperstown. And along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, and Elvin Hayes is one of only four players in NBA history with at least 27,000 points and 16,000 rebounds. We're checked in. All right. But Kilmer for Vikings coach has confidently checked in. Dirty Dicus, talk it out. So do you think that pitcher, is that clue, meaning he's like Canadian possibly? Like, is there a Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame? I don't know. Oh. Just because he said not Cooperstown. So I don't know what other Baseball Hall of Fames there are unless there's one in Japan maybe, but. I'm thinking, I I, I was trying to start from the other end because baseball is my weakest of all. Okay. Same kind of, so. Um, yeah, so I'm. So Kareem, Wilt, Elvin Hayes, I want to say Moses Malone. He's got, yeah, he's got to be up there, right? Um, Shaq's probably got around 27,000. Uh, I don't think he hit that much. I could be wrong. And Carmel, uh, Carmelo, does he, did he score a lot? But he probably didn't rebound a lot, though. Yeah, not a lot of rebounds. Shaq might, you know what? Shaq might be short on the, on the rebound aspect. That may, okay, that makes sense. 16,000 is just an insane amount. That's, yeah. I mean, was Moses Malone like a pretty prolific rebounder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So then we're ending with, we're starting with Moses or ending with Moses. So five pitchers pitch no hitters for both AL and NL. It's not in the Hall of Fame. What's the name of that pitcher? Um, the Japanese pitcher that had the weird pitching style that was on the. All of them. All of yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, Hideo Nomo. Hideo Nomosis Malone. Love it. Go with it. Done. Okay. All right. That, we're going to check in with that. Hideo Nomosis Malone. But Kilmer for Vikings coach. What did you guys have? Yeah, um, I saw the first half start the 1995 All-Star Game at the ballpark in Arlington, um, Hideo Nomo. And right as I came up with that name, um, Scott said, oh, that's perfect because it fits with this one. Uh, so we also checked in with Hideo Nomo Moses Malone. Well done. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah, so Hideo Nomo, that was, the clue was that at least not in Cooperstown because he was inducted to the Japanese Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, that's exactly what's going on. And the other guys who've pitched uh, no hitters in both leagues, Cy Young, obviously in the Hall of Fame, Nolan Ryan, Eric Walling knew that, of course, Jim Bunning and big unit, Randy Johnson. So uh, Hideo Nomo is the only one that's not in the American Hall of Fame and probably will not make it into the U.S. Why? Hall of Fame. Why? Why what? Why isn't he? Well, yeah. He wasn't that dominant for that long. Yeah, it didn't last long. Very short. It, but Cooperstown is Cooperstown, they're they're suckers for longevity. It's it's longevity and stats, right? I know, but he the, you know, to to come to a, a, a you know from Japan to the United States like that, I feel like that should count for something. Yeah, it does. He's in the Japanese baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't count for anything because all it got him is Japanese, which he probably would have made it if he just stayed there. I don't think he may had more than 150 wins. I put him more like at 125. He did not. He wasn't really that dominant for that long, and that's the problem. But he he didn't start here until he was what 20, right? 26, 27. But I but so unlike I think in basketball where they might be they might be suckers for people who play in other leagues first. I think baseball is sort of it's major league baseball or nothing. They don't seem yeah. to consider yeah. Japanese stats, yeah. so it's not the quite same kind of thing. If there's one thing I've learned from this show, though, if I'm correct, is that the NBA is a popularity contest, right? With the Hall of Fame. I think Scott said that before. I don't even I don't get the NBA's logic because there's guys like Kevin Johnson that aren't in. But I mean, yeah, I don't get it either. And then there's there's guys that you're like, what, really? He's in. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't make sense. All right. Let's move on to question four. 
drafted originally by the Detroit Pistons. He was the only top 10 pick from the University of Georgia between 2005 and 2015. And when this person visited Sun Devil Stadium in 1987 for an estimated crowd of 78,000, every picture of Sparky the Sun Devil had to be covered. I feel compelled to tell you that that uh, Bombback approved this question. Oh boy! There, this is this is uh, this is sort of in honor of Neil in that there's a there's a bit of a sports adjacency thing here. All right, so so don't don't uh, don't hate the writer here. <laughs> uh, that's that's your small hint. I had a feeling part of this wasn't sports related, so it got me curious. Oh, here here here. Oh, that's smart. I do want to say thank you to all of you who, who run the show because the more I listen, the better I'm getting at sports. It's because of you all. So I, I don't sound as much of an idiot on my own show. So thank you. Glad to help. <laughs> we, we can check in. All right. But Kimmer for Vikings coach has checked in. Dirty Dicus. You want to talk it out? I think we have it, but I, it's, I, yeah, like David said, it's not sports really, the second part, but it was at a sporting event. So I guess it counts. Um, but I'm pretty sure the first part's uh, Contav- Contavious Caldwell Pope, um, and then just you know, covering a devil. So you know, Pope John Paul II doesn't see it. So we went with Contavious Caldwell Pope John Paul II. Is that the longest? Is that the longest pre and post game yet? If it's not, it's close. <laughs> it's got to be right up there. All right, um, Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. What did you guys have? <laughs> Worked back to front for this one. Um, cause we had, I was like, Oh, it's gotta be the Pope, Pope John Paul. And then we started trying to think of players with Pope as the name. And I said, KCP. So Contavious Caldwell, Pope, John Paul, the second, both teams are receiving points. Yeah. So I, I didn't remember this exactly, but he went to visit. It was his first trip ever to Arizona. Maybe the first time a Pope, any Pope had ever been to us to Arizona. And, and when he went the, they, they, have a big stadium. I think somebody panicked because they realized that there were all these devils everywhere and they had to cover them all up. So the Pope wasn't offended. I guess he won't speak where there are devils. So anyway, well done. So both teams swept the pre and post game, which means that after the first quarter, we have a score of dirty die cuss with 110 and Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach with a hundred. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. I'm going to need like a two-minute break at halftime so I can call into work, just so you know. (laughs) Can we listen, though? No. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Question one of the missing link. In the NBA... The 50-40-90 club is reserved for people that finish a regular season with 50% field goal percentage, 40% three-point field goal percentage, and 90% free throw percentage. What player holds the record with the most seasons in the 50-40-90 club with four such occurrences? Yeah, check in if you're 100% then. Yeah, 
We're checked in. All right. Dirty Dicos has checked in. Bud Cumber for Vikings coach. Talk it out. We know it's not Shaq. <laughs> this is like the <laughs> reverse 90. <laughs> yeah. He's in the he's in the miss 50%. Yeah. <laughs> miss 40%. 90% dunks club. Yeah. Um, so Nash, Curry, Reggie. They're definitely in it. All all of those guys. Ray Allen maybe has a season in it, but not definitely not four. That's a Mark Price might be in there, but again, I don't think he would have done it four times. I'd say Nash or Reggie based just kind of on, you know, longevity and consistency of shooting. If Nash did it, it was those years with Phoenix plus the end of his. How many years was he with Phoenix? Five or six. Yeah. Uh, He's got the two MVPs. Right. A few seasons on either side. I'm pretty sure he was in it both years. He won the MVP. Yeah. So that would be two right there. So I'm, I'm probably more inclined to go with him. Okay. I like that one. That was the first one that popped in my head. So. Yeah, so we're going to check in with Steve Nash. All right. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coaches checked in. So Dirty Dicus, what did you have? Yeah, I knew immediately that there's only two players that have ever, I believe, done this more than once. And I knew Nash was by far the runaway with us. So it was uh, Steve Nash. Both teams are receiving points. And yeah, you're right that only one other person has done it twice. And that's Larry Bird. Um, All these other guys, I think, I think, the, the Bud Kilmer team had had most of them called out. It was funny how many you know, perennial all-stars have done this, but have only done it once. Dirk did it. Durant did it. Kyrie has done it. Curry has done it. Mark Price did it. Reggie Miller did it. But they all only did it once. The only two guys who have done it more than once are Larry Birdie did it twice. And our answer, Steve Nash, who did it four times. So the theme-linked answer thus far is Steve Nash. Question two. Who played with five different Major League Baseball teams during the 70s and may be the only person who has spent at least seven years managing in the American League, at least seven years managing in the National League, at least seven years managing in the Japanese Baseball League, and even managed to work in a few years for ESPN? Let's check in with that if you feel good. I mean, it kind of fits in one direction we're thinking of, so. Sure. Oh, yeah, let's check it in. Okay. All right, uh, Dirty Dicus has checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. Talk it out. A lot of years. So we're looking obviously at a guy that had a, a long storied career. And you would think that, you know, he probably must have started that career shortly after he finished playing, right? If he was playing in the 70s. So, yeah, I mean, the names that popped up for us are um, Valentine, Showalter. The only other one I was thinking of on top of my head was oh no no never mind okay um I just don't know if Showalter managed in Japan I don't either I also don't know if he played in the seventies I know for a fact Bobby Valentine managed in Japan yeah the one that tripped me up was I didn't know if he was in the AL for seven years so he was <laughs> he was the Rangers manager for most of my childhood okay um so is the was he long enough I a, think he was with the Mets with. Yeah. For seven years. And I do know that he worked in Japan and he did work for ESPN, obviously. Right. So he might be our best bet. And he maybe does kind of seem like the type of guy that would have jumped from team to team when he was playing because yeah. he, he wasn't, wasn't very good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that the more we, we kind of reason through it. So yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're going to check in with Bobby Valentine. All right. And Dirty Dicus, what did you guys have? 
We uh, also uh, had the same. Uh, we were trying to figure out someone who uh, coached in Japan uh, as well as the American National League. And uh, Ede wrote Bobby Valentine, and it kind of fit with something we were thinking. So we checked in with Bobby Valentine. Both teams are receiving points. I learned some trivia when I was researching about Bobby Valentine. One of them is that for a long time, uh, his father-in-law was Ralph Branca, who is the oh guy really who, yes who gave up the who gave up the Giants win the pennant the Giants win the pennant one of the famous yeah the home Bobby runs. Thompson yeah yep. One of the most famous home runs in baseball history. Yep, it's true. The other thing apparently that that people like to write about Bobby Valentine is is he was on Cameo for a long time. I know people appreciate this. And he he notoriously would screw up because he couldn't get the technology right. So he would send videos to people with him sort of like with him thinking he was done, but just babbling along and then walking his dog and picking up his dog's poop with like a plastic bag and narrating the whole thing because he thought he was off air as it were and then he sends the cameo videos which then circle around so not too good with the technology anyway yes the correct answer is bobby valentine and the theme linked answers thus far are steve nash and bobby valentine question number three in 1994 what wrestler famously lost his ear and nearly died in a wrestling match with vader in germany we can check in I figured. <laughs> and Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach has checked in. Dirty Dicus. Talk it out. So I'm guessing uh, you don't know this one, Eid. In Germany? Yes, famously I... lost his ear. That's got to be uh, what's his face? The guy he already came up. Um, no, well, I'm pretty sure it's Mick Foley, but the yeah. question is I don't know how specific we need to be because I don't know which alter ego he was at at that point. Uh, what year? What year was that, uh, David? It was nineteen eighty four. It was nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. Okay. And I tend to be pretty forgiving when it comes to to wrestling personas. So if, okay. you, if you get the right guy, I'm 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 cool. Because I feel like Grimes would rake me over the coals uh, for the right answer. So I guess we'll just go simple and let's just say let's just check in with Mick Foley because I'm not sure which alter ego he was at at the time. Okay. 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 And uh, Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. What did you guys have? Yeah, this I mean, this is one of the most famous stories, even if you're not a hardcore wrestling fan. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, people know that that it was Mick Foley. So we also checked in with Mick Foley. And I'm pretty sure at this point he was wrestling as Mick Foley, but okay, um, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But I think so too. If 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 not, he was Cactus Jack. It was he definitely it definitely wasn't one of his other ones. Yeah, and if you watch this video, it's kind of painful to watch because he loses his ear, but even more importantly, if I could even say that, he was he was nearly um, he was literally nearly killed. He got caught in the ropes, and if not for the ref sort of running over and sort of untangling the ropes and and him sort of falling, he nearly was uh, was killed. Um, it's pretty dangerous looking. But anyway, okay. So the themed linked answers thus far are Steve Nash, Bobby Valentine, and Mick Foley. Question four. Who is the only person to win the regular season MVP, defensive player of the year, and finals MVP in the same season, yet still didn't make the ESPN top 10 NBA players of all time when the list came out in 2020? We're going to check in, David. All right. But coming for Vikings coach has checked in. Dirty Dicus. Talk it out. So initially when I hear, I mean, I'm not great on basketball, but when I hear regular season MVP, defensive player of the year, finals MVP, it makes me think um, Jordan, but Jordan would definitely be on ESPN top 10 NBA players of all time, I would hope, or they'd all be nuts. So yeah. Um, so it's finals MVP. Was David Robinson 
a finals MVP? Did they did he win with them or he never won a finals? No, I think he, I he won, but I, he wasn't the MVP. Okay. My guess is Hakeem Olajuwon would be my first guess. If it happened before that, I have no idea. It's the only one that seems to really line up with would a time be, frame. Not like Clyde Drexler. No, because he wouldn't he wouldn't have won def- defensive MVP. Oh, or right. defensive okay. player of the year. I, that's the biggest thing because I start with defense because that's kind of be it's I don't know. It's just it's it's easier to pick and choose who would win a finals MVP out of the defensive player of the year. Yeah. And, and I know Akeem um, has won a couple. Yeah. And Gary Payton. I mean, he they didn't win. So never. Yeah, yeah. Never won. Like and there's guys like Dikembe Mutombo would never have been a, a regular season MVP. Alonzo Mourning, guys like that. No. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, Hakeem. I mean, that sounds as good as an answer as I can think of. So that, that's yeah. good with me. All right. Let's uh, check in with Hakeem Olajuwon. All right. And Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. What did you guys have? Yeah, we just went down a similar path trying to think of guys maybe that have done it. We thought maybe Tim Duncan because, he, uh, you know, he has all three of those accolades. Just couldn't remember if it was all in one season. And then while well, we brought up David Robinson, but I knew that they didn't win the finals the year he won the MVP because the Rockets won the final. So then that led me to Olajuwon. So we also checked in with Kim Olajuwon. And both teams are receiving points. Well done. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw this stat was kind of surprised by this stat really wanted to write a question about this and uh, then realized that it would be too easy to go with LeBron or, or Michael Jordan, as, as Neil said, those would be obvious guesses, but that's why I put in the part about Akeem was just out. I think he was number 12 or something on the list. It's not like he was that far outside the top 10, but obviously LeBron and, and Michael Jordan were both were probably one and two, even in 2020. So the theme linked answers thus far are Steve Nash, Bobby Valentine, Mick Foley, and Akeem Olajuwon. Question five. What is the nickname of the Cincinnati Red, who in 2004 hit a ball so far out of Great American Ballpark that the ball landed in the Ohio River in a section that is actually part of Kentucky, becoming the only known Major League home run that was hit into a different state? Neil, we can check in. Okay, I trust you. All right, uh, Dirty Dicus has checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. Talk it out. I think we're pretty close to the answer here. Yeah, I, th- I think we got it. Um, I don't think there's anything after it. I think it's just one word, right? I think so. Yeah, I remember them calling Adam done that. So very well. Uh, we're going to check in with Donkey. All right. And Bud Kilmer for Vikings. Go. Oh, sorry, Dirty Dicus. What did you guys have? I want to know how lenient you're going to be because I'm 99% sure his nickname was Big Donkey. And I'm going to be extremely lenient. I had this. I had oh. this conversation. I had this conversation beforehand. Oh. Somebody asked me whether I would accept Donkey, and you are right that officially his nickname was Big Donkey. But I'm going to accept Donkey. Okay, so uh, the answer was the Big Donkey, and it is Adam Dunn, who is just the craziest guy in the world to write questions about. His stats just make no sense. But the theme-linked answers are Steve Nash, Bobby Valentine, McFoley, Akeem Olajuwon, and Big Donkey. Both teams did eventually come around to the right theme. Dirty Dicus, you want to talk out your answer? So at first, um, when we when we heard Nash, uh, immediately we we're like, well, maybe it's wrestling related. Then we heard Valentine. We're like, oh, maybe it's Valentine Nash, you know, maybe WCW or something. Uh, but then when the third clue came, we started realizing these sound like Eddie Murphy characters. And so that's uh, what we officially checked in with just a little late. But And it is Eddie Murphy uh, roles. It's 
Pluto Nash, Billy Ray Valentine from Trading Places, Axel Foley, Prince Akeem. He was Akeem before he was Hakeem, but he's Akeem in the, uh, Eddie Murphy is obviously Akeem in the movie. So a little bit of artistic liberty. And of course, Donkey from the Shrek series. So well done to both teams. When Walling and I figured this out, which was <laughs> after, I mean, we kind of thought about it after two, but after the third one, when we knew for sure after Foley, I was like, name Eddie Murphy characters, Donkey. <laughs> did not think at all that Donkey would actually come up. <laughs> had had so, to work it in. Had to work it in. I was like, did is he going to have a Sean Doolittle question? I didn't, I didn't really know where it was going. Yeah, so Bud Kummer for Vikings coach checked in right around the third question and Dirty Dicus came in and re- re- revised and after the fifth question, but both teams eventually came around to the right answer. So that's a hundred points for Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach and 50 points for dirty Dicus. And our score after the second quarter is Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach has now taken the lead with 300 points and dirty Dicus is not far behind at 260 points. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Okay, for halftime, this is going to be a traditional halftime with questions all about sports movies in honor of Neil being here, because I was told Neil was a a movie fan. Okay, question number one. Yeah. <laughs> I could take this time to call in because Neil's got this, right? <laughs> yep. I think you should stick around. We'll give you a chance all after right. halftime, all right? All right. Question number one. I'm going to tell you up front, this is a repeated question from an earlier Benchwarmers episode. But since Josh isn't here, and in honor of Neil, here we go. In the 1986 hockey film, Youngblood, starring Rob Lowe and, of course, Patrick Swayze, another actor made his film debut as a hockey goalie a position he played in high school as he aspired to be a professional goalie. He would go on to become an even bigger name than Rob Lowe or, sorry, Neil, Patrick Swayze. Name that actor. We're checked in. I wrote that question. Um, (laughs) We can check it. (laughs) All right. Well, we start out easy. Okay, so uh, let's see. Dirty Dicus, why don't you tell us what you've got since you checked in second? Yeah, uh, he's great in the movie. Uh, he's very, very young. And I, I know for a fact uh, when they were filming, uh, Patrick Swayze uh, initially thought he actually was a hockey player because he was pretty good as a goalie. Uh, and he was confused that he was an actor. And then he realized he was an actor and they had fun and then would work together again in a great movie uh, called Point Break. And that'd be Keanu Reeves. All right. And Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. He ended up with the Wildcats under Bullock at the end of Speed. We also checked in with Keanu Reeves. Well done. Both teams receiving points. All right. Question two, not about Patrick Swayze. Sorry, Neil. In the late 90s, two movies, Prefontaine and Without Limits, were released within a year about University of Oregon distance runner Steve Prefontaine. Prefontaine was played in one movie by Jared Leto and in the other by Billy Crudup. This is a two-part question. In one of the movies, what actor played Nike co-founder Bill Bowerman? His second movie filmed on the University of Oregon campus although the last time was as a young pot-smoking English professor. In the other movie, what actor played coach Bill Dellinger? He filmed the movie in between two 10-year sitcom runs. We can check in. Dirty Dicus has checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. Talk it out. All right. The good thing, Walling, is that we get a lot of time here. Eric, if you want to make that call now, <laughs> it might take us a little while. Um, the only thing I knew about Prefontaine, and I typed it to you, was Jared Leto. And then he yeah. said Jared Leto. And I was like, damn it. 
Okay, so I think the second one, the pot smoking English professor, was um, Donald Sutherland because. Um, okay. Yeah. It, that would be Animal House, I think, um, which is filmed on. Yeah, that makes sense. University of Oregon. Um, now, a ten two ten year sitcom runs. Right. That's that's um, pretty uncommon. So. Is it no? But the, the person I'm thinking of, it couldn't be right. Like Tim, both the Tim Allen shows have gone for ten seasons, but there's no way Tim Allen's playing that role. No. Um. So, ten years. Who else? Ten year sitcoms. It's not going to be any of the Friends because they didn't go on to do anything. On. They did that, one. <laughs> that did ten. Yeah, Joey did like one episode. Not even yeah. a season. Yeah, not even. <laughs> Um, what else? Um, so to like not Frasier, like, so you think this is a show that would have ended in the, you know, let's say like 97, 98, right? Yeah. So it would have, well, it would have been, it, his second show would have ended in the like early or mid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Ted Danson. He was on a lot of shows. He was on. I don't, yeah, I don't know how long Beck, I don't know how long Becker went for, but probably <clears throat> no. not ten seasons. Oh, that lady was ballsy. Asking me I, the reason I'm calling in. I want <laughs> I, I, I want to clarify for you guys just because I because I want to make sure that my I don't give off wrong clues again. The be careful about the word between. I didn't say it was directly between. Right, I just right, said that. Right. Okay, okay, uh, okay. I just want I don't want you guys to do the exact date math and then. And I then, mean, right, this so. guy doesn't take a break. He ended the sitcom. He played in Prefontaine, <laughs> and then he started his other sitcom. That's that's my point. The yeah. workaholic, Walling. How do you feel about Ed O'Neill? Yeah, married with be... children, ten years, and Modern Family. Ten. Yeah. They both had ten seasons, and he's a football guy. I like your guess, though, Scott. I'm good with checking in with that if you want to. Yeah, I mean, just because I like both of his sitcoms and right. some of his other work. Uh, Dave, we're going to go ahead and check in with Don Donald Sutherland and Ed O'Neill. All right. And Dirty Dicus, what did you guys have? So I'm a huge fan of uh, Prefontaine. When I used to run in uh, grammar school um, to make my asthma better, they told me I had to run. Uh, I used to watch these movies and then try to adopt his running style, which at the time kind of looked weird because he always let his wrists kind of hang. So I ran, you can see it in the, in the recording here. No one else can. It looked like a T-Rex. Anyway, um, so I loved watching these movies. So one of the movies is uh, Prefontaine with Jared Leto um, and uh, Arlie Ermey from uh, Full Metal Jacket playing Bill Bowerman. But Ed O'Neill played Bill Dellinger. So Ed O'Neill was one of her answers. And then the other one is Without Limits with Billy Crudup. Uh, and uh, that was Donald Sutherland. Well done. Both teams are receiving points. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize that Donald Sutherland was making his second appearance on the University of Oregon campus. There aren't that many movies that are filmed there, but Animal House famously was. And it's actually a pretty funny story that Animal House ended up there because uh, the University of Oregon campus had a chance to have the graduate filmed there and they said no. And then it was a big hit. So they, they went back, the people who were making Animal House went back and they said, can we film our movie on your campus and the University of Oregon? Because it's a beautiful campus. And University of Oregon said, well, we better not make that mistake again. We can't have another graduate on our hands. So they let the they let Animal House get filmed there and the rest is history. Yeah, Animal House and the graduate, very similar. Right, exactly. Very similar movies. Well, they didn't and know I that believe... at the time. I don't I don't think they review scripts, but yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Neil. And Sorry. I believe uh no, I was gonna say I believe Stand By Me was also also filmed around Eugene, Oregon. As it well. was. In fact, yeah, trivia for you. I had Two friends in high school who were in Stand By Me. They were in the pie eating scene. I don't know how well you remember the movie, mm -hmm. but they were the two identical twins that 
threw up on each other as part of the pie eating scene. Um, and it was a big deal because these guys were two of the smartest guys you've ever met, ever meet. And they got cast in this movie. And uh, anyway, yeah, it was, uh, was an incredible story. And it was filmed barely around Eugene, actually, but in the surrounding areas. Um, so they were casting in Eugene for extras. All right. Question three. Okay. In the 2010 film Secretariat, what two-time Academy Award winner portrayed Lucian Lauren, Secretariat's Hall of Fame trainer? And you get you get a bonus, uh, no bonus points, bonus high five. You can tell me what two movies this person won Academy Awards for. We can check in. Neil blowing through my questions. All right. But uh, so Dirty Dicus has checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. You guys can talk it out. All right. The good thing, Wong, is that we get a lot of time to talk this out. There's, Sounds familiar. There's a theme here. There's a theme. I'm, the only chance I'm going to have is just going off of two-time Academy Award winners because I haven't seen Secretariat. I don't know who's in it. Oh, so the woman is Diane... Lane. Yes. Diane Lane. When someone says Diane, I immediately go Lane, so I'm glad that worked. Who does she argue with? <laughs> <laughs> Diane Lane ended up with Keanu Reeves at the end of Hardball. So he had a fedora on. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Who looks good in a fedora? Okay. Oh, it's John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. He would it look is. good in a fedora. Yeah. He, does. he has a small head for a fedora. Okay. To the extent yeah. he looks good John in Malkovich. anything. Okay. All right. So Bud Kilmer for Vikings coaches checked in. Dirty Dicus or Neil, what did you guys have? I helped a little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> okay. So we uh, we knew right away that this was uh, the golden voiced uh, man who acted in Chicago quite a bit. And we said John Malkovich. And do you know the two movies for which he won Best Academy, uh, Best uh, Supporting Actor awards? Oh, oh, that was part of the question. Uh, no, no, what? No, it's not part of the question. I that's that's uh, that's for non-existent bonus points. I don't make up bonus oh. points at random times. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you should. He, he was in uh, the Killing Fields and. Uh, uh, places in the heart. So it was places in the heart is correct. The other one is actually in the line of fire. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. All Clint right. Eastwood. Being well, not being yes, John Malkovich, or as he calls it, being me. Being me, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. We have come to the end of halftime, and our score is thank God. Dirty Dicus <laughs> has has escaped halftime, getting all of them right. By the way, with three hundred thirty-five points, and Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach has 375 points. Now onto the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And today's third quarter will be Lucky 7. Oh. Woo! Oh, no. Luxy 7. Here we go. Luxy 7. We've chosen poorly, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this always works against Eric. E I thought for everyone. sure it was going to be David versus Goliath. So. <laughs> I, I, had, I had that written too. I, I'm using that next time. Lucky seven. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. 
The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. So, your three categories for this uh, Lucky 7, or Lexi 7 as Scott calls it. List 1, the last seven wooden award winners to make at least one NBA All-Star game. List number two, the seven players on the NFL's top 100 career rushing leaders who went to the University of Miami. And I actually want to clarify, when I wrote the question, it was top 100. So that was a couple months ago. So it's actually now top 101 career rushing leaders. Okay. So okay. in other words, right. Okay. And list number three, the New York Yankees who have had a uniform number from one to seven retired. Oh, what are you thinking, Neil? Um, so I'm not good at uh, the wooden award, but I feel good about fairly good about the NFL one. I actually think I, the Yankees one. Now they think about it might be a little bit easier from movies on, in my head. So, cause I'm weird. <laughs> All right. Um, well, it depends on how I, I think the NFL one would be the easiest for me. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty good. I think I might be good at the Yankees just from pop culture too. Um, but oh, I'm good boy. with whatever you want to go with. You're the, this is your show. I, I'm, I was just comfortable in the movie round because that's my wheelhouse. But now I'm kind of back in the darkness. So, okay, let's go NFL. Okay, so you're gonna take the University of Miami uh, players who are in the top 101 career rushing leaders. Yes, sir. All right, let the timer begin. Yeah, we're checking in. Okay, read your list one at a time. We got to start with Frank Gore. He's yeah, 100%. Yeah. The inconvenient truth. Frank Gore is correct. <laughs> uh, the only other two that I knew, I, if you're okay with this, I think uh, Edger and James. Edger and James. Yeah. Edger James is correct. Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee is correct. Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis is correct. And now we get to, I hope... Otis Anderson. Otis Anderson is correct. I should tell you not that this will this will not impact anything. Frank Gore is number three all time. Edron James number thirteen all time. Otis Anderson thirty. Clinton Port is thirty two. What did you say? Willis McGahee forty one. Okay. This doesn't tell you anything about where the others are. I'm just sharing no, with you for no. informational purposes. Uh, I know we went there. Um, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is correct uh, and then my last one the only one i could think of that might be that high is um trying to, uh, chuck foreman chuck foreman is correct you have oh. completed the list wow i am impressed color this host impressed all right well done so now we go to uh, Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. Do you guys want the last seven wooden award winners to make at least one NBA all-star game? Or do you want the New York Yankees who have had a uniform number from one to seven retired? I like, you want to do the Yankees? We're going to do the Yankees. Yeah, I think we got to take that one from them. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, you have five minutes. 
don't don't really think we really need them. Go go for it. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're just gonna uh, start out. Okay. Yeah. So you, are you checking? In, are you checking in? We're checking in. Yep. Excellent. All right. We're gonna go in in order until I don't know one, and then we're gonna go to another one, and then we'll come back. So, um, number one, Billy Martin. That is correct. Number two, Derek Jeter. That is correct. Number three, George Herman, Baby Ruth. That is correct. Number four would be the guy who died from his own disease, Lou Gehrig. Very sensitive. All right. That's correct. I believe number five is Jolton Joe DiMaggio. That is correct. He dunks his donuts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And is Mr. Coffee. Um, Number seven is the Mick, Mickey Mantle. That is correct. Okay, so um, for number six, we're going to go with Ron Guidry. Ron Guidry is incorrect. So that leaves one answer for, or one answer on the board for Dirty Dicus. If you're okay, uh, Ede, I think I know this one. Go ahead. I believe it is their uh, famous manager, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey is correct. Well played. Okay. Hold on one second. I have to check the score. And going into the third question, Dirty Dicus is actually still down by 20 points, 415 to 435, which means that you guys get first crack at last seven wooden award winners to make at least one NBA all-star game. All right. I'll start. I'll start your clock. Or are you, or if you've been writing down the list the whole time, I got a couple. Hold on. Okay. All right. Then I'll start your clock. All right. Go ahead. You've made one, but I'm, I don't know. We'll get, yeah. All right. We're good. We're going to check in. All right. Dirty Dykus has checked in. Start giving me your list. Um, Zion Williamson. Okay. You, you, you needed it really? Well, uh, no, probably not in that case. It's like Madonna. All right. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Um, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is correct. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is correct. Uh, then we went Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is correct. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin is correct. Elton Brand. Elton Brand is correct. And this last one, I I shot in the dark. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is not correct. I, I have it. So that's one answer left on the board for but Kilmer for Vikings coach. I have it. And Eid, I don't know how you didn't get it because he played for the Magic. Jameer Nelson. The last correct answer is Jameer Nelson. He made an all-star team. Mm-hmm. One, one. No, he year. did not. In, nope. 2000, in, in 2009. Yeah, when they went it, to the finals. The year they went to the finals, he did. The I question went right says, past his name. Right question, past his name. The question says made at least one all-star game. It does not say who deserved to make at least one all-star game. <laughs> <laughs> the question was deliberately worded. I try oh to get God. this right. All right. So Dirty Dykus picks up 60 points for that. Uh, and Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach picks up 10. And that brings us to the end of the third quarter with our score being Dirty Die Cuss at 475 
and Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach at 445. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, men in black, as it relates to all NBA players. Question two, switch, as it relates to MLB switch hitters. Question three, chasing forever as it relates to famous racehorses and other all-time athletes. And question four, just the two of us as it relates to Heisman Trophy winners in the NFL. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. In Men in Black, There's been only one time in the last 25 years that the NBA first team included two players who attended the same school, though not necessarily as teammates. Name the two players. All right, uh, David, we are checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coaches checking in. Dirty Dicus, talk it out. So the same school, it's you're not going to see a lot of the current ones because you got a lot of like one and done guys and like. Giannis, you know, didn't go to college. High school players. Yeah, you get um, LeBron. He was on a lot of those, so that takes him out. Steph Curry went to Davidson. Who else went to Davidson? Nobody that's going to make a first team. Um, you got like James Harden, who's the Arizona State. Not many yep. Arizona State guys. Um, Lillard Durant went to. Is- Texas, Texas okay. not a lot of Texas guys. Yeah. Um, Damian Lillard, Weaver State. It, it's just <laughs> you're gonna. It's 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 a bad list. So I think you got to go back far enough. And if you go to uh, maybe what, early 2010s, I know Chris Paul and Tim Duncan went to the same school. Those are the two that I can really pinpoint that went to the same school. And I feel like they would both have made a first team, hopefully at the same time. So if you're good with it, I can't think of anybody else. If, yeah, if you know that they went to the same school. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's go for it. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to check in with Chris Paul and Tim Duncan for 100 points. All right. Uh, Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. What did you have? Yeah. So we, you know, using the question, tried to, the first thing we did was establish a time frame. So we knew this went back to the late 90s. You know, so we just started thinking about schools that put out a lot of players and then seeing if we could match up any two. And, you know, with your Kobe's and LeBron's and people like that and Garnett's taking up spaces coming out of high school, it's, you know, it really started to dwindle. So then Walling said love and Westbrook UCLA. Um, but then we also used your clue that said not necessarily as teammates. And since they were teammates, that led me to think that the answers would not have played together. So then the only two that made sense were Tim Duncan and Chris Paul at Wake Forest. So that's what we also checked in with for 100 points. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah, I don't always do this, but my subtle clue here was the category name was Men in Black because Wake Forest is one of uh, one of their primary colors is black. So, um, But yes, Chris Paul and Tim Duncan were not teammates at Wake Forest. But in 2012, 2013, they did overlap on the NBA first team. And I... 
I went back at least 40 years trying to find two guys on the, uh, from the same school, and I couldn't find any in the first in the last 40 years. I don't even know how far back it goes. I don't even know for sure that they're the only that they're not the only ones. Although I imagine that at some point Kareem and somebody from UCLA must have done it. But in any case, correct answer is Chris Paul and Tim Duncan. Well done to both teams. Okay, so question two in switch. What two Major League Baseball players share the career record for most games with a home run from both sides of the plate? Hint, they were teammates from 2009 to 2012 and homered in the same World Series during that time. <laughs> he was still going hard back then. I, yeah, oh, I messaged Ed. I was like, I was going to say Mickey Mantle, but then I realized there's a year in the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hyper aware of questions now so when there's years and stuff i pay attention <laughs> All right. um which is too bad because our handicap against eat was that he never read questions so i skipped so much and we're gonna check in dave david right. sorry mcdlt <laughs> all right dirty dicus has checked in but kilmer for vikings coach about a minute 45 seconds let's talk it <clears> out <throat> So we're just trying to narrow down the World Series teams during that time to give us something to work off of. So it initially, like, first guys that came to my head were, like, Carlos Beltran, Bobby Abreu, guys that hit a lot of homers that were switch hitters. Beltran's out because he wouldn't have been in the World Series at any point in time during that time frame. Right. But Abreu certainly was with the Yankees in 09. And... Then was that Tish- was Tashera on that team? Tashera and Posada, I think they all would have been on that team. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. Because that would have been a few years. Because Tashera like went Tish- from the Braves to the to Texas. That was 06, that trade. Right. So then, yeah, he was definitely in yeah. the. Yeah, he was definitely. Yeah. I like Tashera and Posada. I yeah, I kind of do as well. Okay, because I think Abreu left before 2012. The Yankees, I want to say. Yeah, and that's about when. Yep, I. I the more I think about, it, the more I like that one. And then the other that. teams that we kind of what the Cardinals win the World Series in that time frame, Nobody. the Rangers, Red Sox. Nobody on the Rangers that was really a big switch hitter. Um, yeah, same with Boston. I mean, Boston. Yep. And the Cardinals again, they're big hitters. Weren't switch hitters. So I, I nope. the Yankees or yep. the Phillies make sense. The Phillies would have had Rollins, who's better yeah. than Barry Larkin. Um, <laughs> uh, but I so can't yeah. think of anyone else. No, I'm good with um, Posada and Teixeira, if you're good with that. Yeah, I say let's do it. Okay. We'll check in with Posada and Teixeira for 100 points. All right. And Dirty Dicus, what did you guys have? Um, We... Focused on the Yankees, I just felt like it made sense. 2009, I know they won. Um, Do you? Wait, you're, you mean you couldn't forget that because you're not constantly reminded every day of your life? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought of Mark Teixeira. I know he was a decent switch hitter. Um, and then I thought of somebody else on the Yankees that was a switch hitter. I didn't go Posada. I went... Um, with White Sox legend Nick Swisher. And I'm glad so you we... put Teixeira because uh, I know as a Cleveland fan for a long time, he hit a cycle against uh, Cleveland uh, when he was on the Rangers, which I know would be Wallings. Uh, love yeah. there, but uh, it feels good to me. 
So yeah, no, it was. I, I mean, you know, Teixeira was you know one of those classic Yankee um, prospects they brought up from their own farm system that they do all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, other other known sort of like John Car- or Stanton, um, uh, <laughs> Garrett Babe, Cole, ba- Babe Ruth, um, um, G- Garrett Bruce. Sheffield. Can we can we put Garrett Sheffield in there? Yeah, yeah. You know, Two all those greats. Of the year. Um, yeah. Uh, so we we checked in with, with Nick Swisher and Mark Teixeira for 100 points. So one team is receiving points. The the record for most number of times homering from both sides of the plate in the same game is 14 times, which is a record that's held by Mark Teixeira. There's no way Nick Swisher did that 14 times. He barely played. And Nick Swisher. That's unbelievable. Well, it's true. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy, but it is, in fact, Nick Swisher. He's Nick Swisher hit his fair share of home runs. I know he did, but that's still for, that's a lot for Nick, him. I'm Nick surprised Swisher to played hear that. Enough seasons in a bandbox that you could spit out of that you can get, <laughs> you can get a lot have, of home runs. Does he have stock in Swisher Sweets or not yet? Swisher. It feels like a missed opportunity if he doesn't. <laughs> he should have a commercial where he's hitting on from one side of the plate with just a giant Swisher Sweet in his mouth. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go on to question three in Chasing Forever. In 1974, there was a racehorse named after a famous athlete of the time. Both the athlete and the filly were the top money winners in their sport in 1974 and eventually elected to the Hall of Fame in their respective sports. Name the athlete or the horse. Hint, hint, the athlete would later be named the number 50 on the on the ESPN best athletes of the 20th century and be engaged to number 81. Oh. Yeah, I like it. All right, we're going to check in. All right, Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach has checked in. Dirty Dicus, talk it out. Well, what do you know about horses other than you like their meat, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Um not much. Uh, 74. So my, my first thought was maybe it's a boxer 74 kind of around Ali Foreman era, but could it possibly have just been named after a sports figure who were who, like earlier? So if it was the seventies, they would have been fans of someone from the, you know, forties, fifties, maybe what makes me it was like in that era, I'm thinking because it was a, a Philly. Okay. Would would that not make it a, a probably a female? Oh yeah, is that is a filly a female horse? Isn't it? I don't know. Is that why all the Eagles fans are always so angry? Probably. Um, <laughs> once once a month, they're really angry. Hey, easy. They're they're so hey. angry. Their stadium. Oh. Falls My wife's angry all the time. <laughs> That's her secret. She's like Mark Ruffalo in the Avengers. That's she's always angry. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah, engaged to 81 is is curious because I'm trying to think of famous athletes who were married to athletes and who would be on the top from 74 engaged to 81. So it's a female. Well, one of 81 is a female, I would think, or or no, 50 is a female and 81 is a male. Engaged to 80. Oh, I was thinking, never mind. I misinterpreted that. I thought 81 meant like a football player with the number 81. <laughs> Like, who's married to T.O.? Uh, <laughs> Some unfortunate person. 
Um, I don't know. Who's a big female in the 70s would have been playing what? Uh, uh, tennis. Okay, so a big female tennis player from the 70s. Great. Chris Everett, Billie Jean King. The question is, I, what is... So here, here's... So here's 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 it is Philly has got to be a female horse. I'm pretty sure. So what I'm saying is if it's a tennis player, female tennis player from the 70s, it's not going to be Billie Jean King because she would not have been engaged to a dude. Um, Right. So I say we go Chris Everett, call it a day. Who's Chris Everett? Tennis player from huge tennis but not he physically huge um very Bill's quarterback Bill's <laughs> Jim uh, Everett's sister I don't know I feel bad I'm gonna have to rely on you again because I yeah I have no idea who that is but if you're if that is I a just, person and they, if they're it, real then I, I agree with you it's a tennis player from the 70s that okay. probably would be in the top 50 of all time okay I'm, I'm good with that all right we're gonna check in with Chris Everett for 100 points all right and Bud Kilmer what did you guys have uh, we thought about this one for a minute and thought um, sharks are fast. So we said um, the person, a person who Chris Everett was engaged to for a while, and I think married to for a while. Uh, we checked in with Greg Norman for zero points. So one team is receiving their points. The correct answer is Chris Everett. That was actually the name of the horse. And she was engaged to number 81 on the list. By the way, I didn't say what the gender of number 81 was i never said it was a dude oh. as it, but it i just chris, assumed it was it was chris everett so close minded chris everett for a long time was famously engaged to although never got married to jimmy connors oh, who was okay. number 81 who was also obviously a legendary tennis player the horse was named for chris everett uh and as it says in the question chris everett of course is in the tennis hall of fame the horse chris everett named for her was a very successful horse i think i'd like a I don't know, 10 and two record or something and was elected to the horse racing hall of fame. I have no idea where that is in the world, but it's a thing. So uh, right, right next to the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We move on to the last question of our game category, just the two of us. So there are only two quarterbacks in history who have won the Heisman trophy and then followed up by having at least 10,000 passing yards for two different franchises. Both did it for one team in the AFC and one team in the NFC. Name both quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to check in. All right. Dirty Dykas has checked in. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach. Last time to talk it out with about a minute and 15 left. I kind of like our two. Unless you can get further back than that. I, I, I like... I yeah, so at first I was like, oh, immediately I said, I was like Carson Palmer. And then I was like, wait, Bengals and Raiders, both AFC. And then I was like, wait, he played for the Cardinals. So it's got to be Carson Palmer. Oh, oh, okay. He had to have done it for the Cardinals. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Because he and was then... just slinging it when he was there. And obviously he would have done it for the Bengals. Right. So then do you like Testaverde? Or... I, I like Testaverde. Okay. Just based, I mean, the dude played forever, right? So, right. And he definitely played for the Cowboys for a little while um, and probably bounced to some other that he remembers those years fondly, I'm sure. Oh, didn't uh, he fumble off a Steelers helmet? I remember that yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> he was very old and very I, drunk. I mean, like, he, 
Yeah, the thing is, we we can't really think of any anyone else, and we know he won the Heisman. He played long enough to have that many passing yards. I just don't know if he's stuck in two spots long enough. I feel great about Carson Palmer. I feel whatever about Tessa Verde, but spoiler alert, we can't win, so we might as well yeah. just... Okay, all right. I'm good with... Let's check in with those then. All right, so David, we're going to check in with Carson Palmer and Vinny Testaverde. All right. Uh, Dirty Dicus, what did you guys have? So uh, Eric was writing some ideas down, and I only thought of this idea because of TikTok, because uh, Carson <laughs> Palmer is on TikTok all the time talking about different schemes and how his quarter, how he trains his quarterbacks. But I remember seeing a ad on there or something on his own TikTok where he was talking about how many yards he threw or whatever, and it's like, he's a great teacher. He threw this many yards. So I threw Carson Palmer at him, and he said that one sounded good. And then uh, ED threw another one on there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, when you think about a quarterback that played for a billion teams, um, you know, I think he did it with the Jets and the Buccaneers. It's where he was there the most. Um, we also said uh, Vinny Testaverde. And he told me, too, like uh, he said, like they always say, if you have testes, Verde, you should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So wait, so, so what were your two answers? So we checked with Car- same. Carson Palmer oh, same and Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, Carson Palmer right. and Vinny Testaverde for 100 points. Perfect. Thank you. Both teams are receiving points. Well done. Um, Carson Palmer did it with the Bengals and Cardinals, as, as Scott uh, uh, had the epiphany around here, and Vinny Testaverde with the Jets and the Bucks. So that is correct, and both teams are receiving their 100 points. Well done. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Bud Kilmer for Vikings coach uh, finishes with 545 points and fought valiantly. But our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Mitch Trubisky Award, with 875 points is Dirty Dicus. And thank you for throwing the trophy over our heads just like Mitch. So I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that's that. Right. That's right. It's oh, really? He he is gonna sign somewhere next year and just I can't even believe it that he, he's gonna get another job because he backed up Josh Allen and had one good preseason game against the Bears. He's really good at hit at, at uh, throwing the knee down to have time expire. So <laughs> perfect. Well, anything uh, else anybody wants to talk about before we call it a night? Let's uh, let's ask Neil first. Uh, well, no, thank you for having me. Uh, I was telling the guys here, normally I, I make a lot more jokes, but I was really studying to uh, just be somewhat helpful to Eid because you're a savant and I tried to answer some questions and help out a little bit. So I uh, studied a lot, loved the show. I'm a huge fan, always have been. Uh, for any listeners, like I said, if you want to join our Benchformers Footy Fanatics group on Facebook, uh, we'll teach you all about Australian rules football. It's a really, really fun sport to watch. Uh, the season's going to start around St. Patrick's day. Uh, so I'd love to see you over there. And then, um, really appreciate if you're a listener of my show or, or fans of these guys, you want to just help, uh, someone trying a new career path on the side. Um, you know, pick up a copy of my book. It's called being Patrick Swayze essential teachings from the master of the mullet comes out April 26th, but you can pre-order now. Um, and, uh, it's available everywhere worldwide, Amazon, independent bookshops, um, and any pre-sales will totally help me try it and sell another book and maybe it'll be sports related. I don't know yet, but uh, would appreciate any support you're willing to give. Uh, and uh, yeah, just appreciate all you guys for having me here. Uh, big fans. Uh, and I'll just be listening like I normally do uh, pantsless uh, in a hot tub. So keep up the good work. I would hope you don't awesome. have pants on in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a shirt on just no pants. <laughs> oh, all right. With the jets on. So that's for the zoom enjoyable meeting. So for everybody. I have a dress shirt on just so I can do a zoom meeting, but and a green screen. In the yeah. Well, with well, business, it just says business. Thank you, Neil. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that you can at least get some 
high level celebrity to do the audiobook. Um, and then I will I will give it to everybody as a secret Santa gift next year. Um, I'll call but, Gary Busey maybe see what he what oh, he's up to. That would be beautiful. Walling or Scott, got anything you want to say? I, I love that he, he he said Eric that we fought valiantly like we didn't have the we lead did. for most of the game. Good <laughs> Luxy Seven did us in, uh, but yeah, I'd say that was valiant. Um, thank you, David, for some of the questions. They were a lot of fun. Throw in the wrestling stuff as as usual, and it you always throw in a little bit for everyone. I don't know why like, you are a bench warmer. I don't know why you're still continuing to kiss our asses and give us wheelhouse questions. We already brought you in. You're good. Now you're supposed to stump us. Like, I, I don't know why you, all right. Why you you one hockey question. Okay. Not you don't, you, there's no wheel. It's all your wheelhouse. That doesn't count. Right. All right. But it's, it's like my games. He always says wrestling questions and it's like, I appreciate it, but it's not necessary, but thank you anyway. Well, it, in my defense, the Foley question I needed for Axel Foley and the Terry Funk question was not just because it was a wrestler. It was because no. he was in Roadhouse. So And, let's be, and you got let's Jason Terry in there, too. So Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right, Mr. Walling. COVID house. Talk to yeah. us. Yeah. So next time you see me, this wall COVID will, house, sorry. will have burnt down. <laughs> next reality I show. Taking <laughs> oh. What do you do in five? Not Get Terry Bradshaw in there with you. Oh God! Talk about someone who's probably pantsless all the time. (laughs) He doesn't realize it probably half the time. I won four Super Bowls. (laughs) Put it away, Dad. (laughs) Uh, All right, yeah, COVID house. Well, on that note, thanks all for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Yeah, what's that promo code again? trivialitypodcast.com slash Swayze. And it's just our website, but it'll be the promo code Swayze at the publisher at Chronicle Books. All right. There it is. I'm writing it down. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. I was going to do a lot more jokes, but I was training so hard to actually like try and help eat out today <laughs> I was like really really thinking today because I've been listening like a bunch of episodes on repeat so did better yeah. than I thought you no, honestly Neil you've helped out quite a bit so hey <laughs>